here today with Judith Wiese, who is Chief People and Sustainability Officer at Siemens. Judith was for several years Vice President at Mars, which was then continued with Chief HR Officer at DSM. And now since 2020, she is Chief People and Sustainability Officer at Siemens, as well as at the Managing Director Board. Judith, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Julia. Judith, I have so many questions. You have such an impressive CV and I have so many questions for you. But the one that I would like to start off is with your very interesting title of Chief People and Sustainability Officer. What we know is that since 2004, the number of Chief Sustainability Officers has increased by 1000%. How have you experienced this massive increase of importance of sustainability in business? I think it's a very nice reflection of how the topic has really gained momentum. I think up until a few years ago, it was a question of whether companies wanted to do good, maybe even combine doing well and doing good. Very often it was a, a CEO-led initiative and very often it was about making declarations about the future. What I feel has really shifted in just the very last few years is that the world has gone from big commitments, big declarations to well, how are we going to do this? And leading the effort on how we're going to do this has become an entirely different ballpark. I think we've all found out that this is a bit more complex and complicated than maybe we had hoped. And therefore, it does require somebody to take on the role of the conductor, the orchestrator across the organization, the facilitator, somebody who sets the framework or helps sets the framework, and somebody who maybe holds the mirror as well and helps find the right level of ambition and what can you really credibly and realistically deliver upon. And so therefore, with my people hat and my sustainability hat, I actually stand for topics that run across the organization because I am also not single-handedly responsible or able to deliver the people experience of Siemens. That also is a joint effort, but it does require a certain level of expertise. It does take somebody to take that dedicated role to say, how are we now going to operationalize this? Absolutely, I couldn't agree more. I think this notion of we're moving from convincing people on the why to how do we actually achieve all these targets that we've set ourselves is the most pressing question. Siemens is one of the leading, if not the leading engineering company that we have in the world. How important is the role of technology in achieving these ambitions? What we like to talk about is obviously the portfolio that we are all about, yeah, the technology that we have developed, the technology that we want to deploy with our customers. And we believe that the propositions that we can make to our customers is really where technology and sustainability come together. Technology is the how-to, is the means, and sustainability is a powerful outcome as much as productivity, flexibility, or speed would be. And typically customers today want all of the above. So therefore, for us, really sustainability and technology are one and the same thing. Interesting, interesting take on it. One thing that I see with technology as well and with digital is it can really help to accelerate sustainability efforts. Is this something that you see as well? Also in your interactions with customers, maybe? I would say one of the big struggles today is data around sustainability. And this is also, again, where things like digitalization and sustainability come nicely together because they both leverage data in terms of how you orchestrate manufacturing, how you maybe automate buildings, how you drive energy performance, how you do things more resource efficiently than you have done in the past. But it is really the data collection that is the basis for everything because that guy 
sides where you have your biggest opportunities that gives transparency to ourselves, but also to the entire value chain that is trying to optimize itself because we all have our bit to do. But at the end of the day, the magic lies in the ecosystem. The magic lies in the entire value chain. If you want to decarbonize, if you want to design for circularity, so I think data is a huge one. And then if I go back to Siemens portfolio, 30% of emissions, for instance, comes from industry, 40% comes from buildings. This is exactly where we play with digitalization, electrification, the way that you run power grids. And then, of course, we build trains and basically, therefore, stand for decarbonized mobility as well. And EV charging is also something that we engage in. So there are many technologies that are right there to help solve the world's problems rather than to contribute to them. Absolutely, and I think we have reached a certain maturity also when it comes to technologies, digital technologies, to really now use them to steer and accelerate our sustainability efforts. And you've already started to elaborate a little bit on the role of Siemens, that Siemens could play. You also have a very ambitious sustainability framework to, to guide and steer your activities, the degree framework. Can you elaborate a little bit on that one? Siemens has been at Things Sustainability for some time, and that includes our sustainability report that's well over a decade old. So we have historically reported many KPIs, but we felt it was time to really put a name and a framework out there and an ambition level that people can also hang their hat on, and that gives them orientation. Like you said, we called it degree, obviously playing a little bit with the word, and the degree framework also has a distinct meaning for every letter. Decarbonization is one of them, resource efficiency, then you're in clearly in the environmental space. But we also have equity and employability as a social indicator or ethics and governance for the G. And we wanted to signal that we really want to play in all of these dimensions and that we also wanted to give ourselves ambitious targets in all of these areas. And then, of course, pair that with German engineering. KPIs work really well in our organization. So therefore, putting targets and then thinking about how you really operationalize achieving them, I think has been a game changer because that gets you into the very core processes of how the business operates. And it stops being in danger of something that sits next to business processes and is not part of business processes. Super fascinating. Now you're touching already on the how do we actually get it into the organization. One of the key resources are people, right? So that is in your title as well. How do we empower the people within Siemens? And then Decree is a complex and rather broad ambition, right? How do we empower them that they feel that they can really contribute to this change? I think, first of all, it was important to give this a name you know, that people can say, I can see that. I can actually see that my company is doing something about it. The second thing for us was to say sustainability and doing something meaningful doesn't happen on the day where we go off and engage in a team activity towards sustainability or social impact. But really at Siemens, you can contribute through your very job. And then all other things come on top of that. So that is a very important thing that you have a way of explaining who you are as a company and therefore how your very role in the company actually contributes. So that was important for us and that has been a powerful way of engaging. And then of course we needed to start investing into education around sustainability, awareness. What does that now really mean? What does it all entail? 
And one of the examples that I would like to share is that we've created a base camp training for all of our 300,000 people. And we launched it in December. And just with, within three months, we had 70,000 people go through this. And it was one of the pieces of training or upskilling that has probably the most raving feedbacks, luckily. Yeah, that happens more often than not, but not always. But this has really struck a nerve. And I think it's given people the security to say, not only do I know that we're doing something about it, but it actually gives me a bit more context. It gives me a bit more language around this. And I understand better how the various dimensions are at play. And then that also, again, helps me orientate how my job fits into that, where I can engage. And the reason why we're sitting here today is that we also decided to make this a core part of our top management education. And I think that, that this is a catalytical moment as well in terms of saying, what do we as Siemens make important when we talk to our leaders and with our leaders and through our leaders about sustainability? And we're incredibly thankful that you entrust us in this process to collaborate with you and your top management team. And I think what you're saying is, is very interesting. Something that I see a lot is when it comes to sustainability, there is a hunger for knowledge and upskilling and education. So it's not like you're enforcing that to your workforce, but they're hungry for that. They're actually taking that up very voluntarily. Do you also see this as something in the hiring process that this is coming up as a decisive point? Absolutely. And we have launched a new employer branding campaign about half a year ago now. And it is very much about which impact can I create? How can I develop? Yeah? So also what's in it for me personally from a development perspective, but also how can I impact? That is a hugely, again, engaging conversation. And we let our people tell the story. And, and I think that makes it also far more credible. So the authenticity, the credibility of people finding their own words, their own stories around. Very that. nice. Yeah, it really helps to embody this degree framework and make it much more personal for each and every employee as well. We've talked about the employees. What about customers? How do you try to help your customers? Because uh, one of the things that we're seeing, it's becoming an incredible big business to business case as well. With all the net zero pledges, with all the demand for scope three emissions, you're suddenly under the radar of your customers as well. How, how do you see that relation with your customers on sustainability? Yeah, I mean, that, that's a very important one. And our customers are a driving force of that as well. And I would like to answer the question almost in three stages. One is the beauty, again, of Siemens is that what we do for ourselves, what we do in our own factories is basically our business card very often for our customers. So when they say, how can you help us or this is our needs, very often we can invite them to a Siemens site and say, let us show you how we're doing it. So drinking our own champagne on this one is actually paying off double. You know, because we're doing the right thing um, in our own operations, but it's also a reference. It's a business card that we can pass on to our customers. And so therefore we are helping individual customers. But what is increasingly interesting, and I alluded to that earlier, is it becomes really even more impactful if entire industries find each other or if industry, big industry players find each other. Katina X is an example in the automotive industry because then you can really rethink entire value chains of which, of course, Siemens is a part of. 
and if we go back to the question of data, yeah, where again technology like ours, but of course others as well, can help make sure that data actually flows yeah, in a way that is, is real yeah, and not just estimated and that is safe and trusted so that you can really tag a product, for instance, from a carbon footprint perspective, but that you can also really help customers redesign products and processes because we know that 80% of sustainability outcomes are effectuated in how you design for products and processes and that has a huge impact in the use phase of a product but also in, in how you procure for it, what kind of materials you procure and when we think about circularity, yeah, how do you actually make sure that rather than always extracting new, you actually put things into a circular economy. Absolutely. And I think you're touching upon so many important topics. Let me just briefly mention two. You mentioned design as one of the decisive levers. You also mentioned the ecosystem. Do you see a higher willingness across industries to collaborate maybe also with your competitors? Is this something where you see changes happening? Yeah, no, we do see this now, huh? where industry, big industry players do find each other to say, how do we set certain standards in Europe, but ideally globally? What does the regulator do? And, and I think here it is really important that A, the regulator and industry work together so that what we regulate and the standards that are being set are meaningful. And I think here it is important that we find each other and that we really play together. And this is clearly where competitors will and do collaborate. I want to touch upon one other very important, let's say, enabler or lever, and that are metrics. How can we measure what matters? How do we actually assure that what we're saying is true? How have you found a workaround here? Because in many ways, as you said, standards are still missing. It's, for many of these dimensions, it's difficult to measure. How are you trying to address this challenge? It's one of the big ones, quite honestly. Huh? And it will remain a bit messy, in my view, for the next Let's be optimistic and say five years. It might take a little bit longer. But to frame this again, I think we're trying to do something in the sustainability space that for financial reporting, we probably took a decade, if not a decade and a half, to develop. And for good reasons, the legislator is now really trying to speed up. And so far, you have reported on a voluntary basis or as part of ratings and rankings. Tomorrow, that's going to change and there will be much more regulation and reporting requirements coming in. Now, with that comes obviously the question of how do you gather data across the organization in a way that doesn't become overly burdensome? And I say that as a representative of a large organization, but think about all the sm small and medium-sized enterprises. So this is real and we need systems, IT systems to support that and all of this is developing as much as standards are developing. So therefore I'm saying it is going to be a bit messy in how we work through that. It is possible and we will need to make it possible huh? but this is going to be a quite burdensome for organizations for the coming years and at the same time I see no way around good meaningful regulation to really get us to the next level. And we see in Europe quite some significant changes with the Corporate Sustainable Reporting Directive, which caught, quite honestly, many companies off track, right? For the big changes ahead, we're talking about financial year 2024, which is tomorrow, basically. It, it is a big change. We see regulation changing around the world. How difficult is it also for a multinational company like Siemens to keep on track with all the different regulatory requirements here? If I think just about product-related KPIs, we're probably reporting around about 200 right now. We think it's going to be 400 just in the next two or three years. And with more requirements coming online, that number is going to be exponentially rising. So where we 
need the regulator to really be mindful is how that really gets deployed, how that gets meaningfully implemented, and hopefully there is a good view to materiality in all of this. Where does this really make a difference? Because otherwise all the good intentions will effectively slow us down where we can't afford to be slowed down. No? So this is a tricky one, yeah, a necessary one, but a tricky one. And within a few years, I'm also sure there's going to be systems supporting this in a different way. And I really do hope that the various institutions are finding ways of aligning standards, certainly within Europe, but ideally globally. You're mentioning here one thing that I see a lot in this is with the increase in regulation, one thing that we're seeing is that some companies who have started to look at sustainability as an opportunity now see it as a threat again, because there's so much regulatory pressure coming on their way that now it becomes a compliance issue, right? So how do I manage this risk that comes from all this regulation? So I think in this way, it's a double-edged sword and it can do a lot of good, but in the short term, let's not get off track that this is a massive business opportunity over and above a compliance issue. But it is not for everyone. No? And I think we also need to acknowledge that. I think we're in a very privileged position as Siemens to say, look, our portfolio is actually a portfolio that helps. That is not true for every industry. There are some industries who have a massive mountain to climb or to completely rethink their business model and what they're all about. So therefore, I think the answer to that question is very different in terms of which industry you're engaged in or you represent and then how easy or hard you're going to find it is also due to size and capability. No? Absolutely, I fully agree. I have some more personal questions for you. Let's start with your role and with your interesting title, which combines what in many companies are two separate roles, the chief people and the chief sustainability officer. Tell us a little bit more about the decision to combine the roles and maybe the advantages that come along with that. Maybe let me start by saying that when we had a leadership change in Siemens two and a half years ago, the very conscious decision was made to, to have a small board. So there's only five of us, which I think makes it a real team, yeah? a team that trusts each other, a team that works very closely together. And that means that we all wear more than one hat. Yeah? I've got people, I've got sustainability, I've also got shared services, and we all share geographies between us. So that was a very conscious choice, and, and as far as I'm concerned, a good one. If I go with my two big hats here of people and sustainability, if you take the notion of ESG, yeah. it's all there. So if I look at the letters of degree, in many respects, they all come very much together in that notion of people, sustainability. And as I said before, I think you need somebody who looks through the organization or across the organization with that particular hat on, how that then gets deployed, how that gets converted into portfolio, innovation, strategy, investment decisions and trade-offs, that of course is very core to the business, but the same is for people. I can't influence single-handedly how engaged our people are. That's a leadership role. Mm -hmm. yeah? But I can set the tone, I can help with the upskilling, and we can give the good practices and tools around that. And the same holds true for sustainability. You can inspire the change. I can inspire the change, absolutely. Mm -hmm. There is so much happening on the sustainability landscape. How do you ensure that you keep yourself up to date and up to track with all the developments while managing all the important roles that you currently occupy? That's actually a very good question and one that has me happy and sometimes apprehensive on certain days because I really find that more challenging now as we've embarked on the how. Like I said, we're post the big declarations. Yeah? How do I keep the balcony seat, yeah? but at the same time, I'm not blind 
to the work that needs to be done in the various functions or pockets of the organization and how do I facilitate collaboration where that is necessary. It's a good one and, and I, I sometimes feel out of my depth with how quickly things are moving. But there is another nice thing that I believe rings true for any transformational change in an organization. It is human change. It is, again, how you inspire, how you create change, how you create transformation and whether you can channel energy yeah? and positive energy. And then you're squarely into behavioral sciences, social sciences. You're again into people, how people come together. And so that, again, I think squarely fits with what I've always enjoyed doing as well. How do you orchestrate things? How do you design for change? So I can totally see how you give positive energy. At the same time, sustainability is such a sometimes energy draining topic. What gives you energy then to continue pushing sometimes when the world seems like everything is falling down? What gives you the energy to keep on this track and to empower others to be the best version of their self? I think I'm generally more a positive person anyway. So, and I have what I think Marcus Buckingham from Gallup would call restorative energy. So give me a problem and I'll get excited about finding solutions for it. So I think therefore I have never in my life felt powerless. I've always found an angle of thinking where can I create impact? Yeah? Where can I actually use my role, my capabilities to, to create progress? And I think that's it. Yeah? If we're trying to look for perfection, it's never going to work. It doesn't exist anyway. So I think it's about finding angles. It's about finding the next thing that you can make happen and go after that. So that is generally, I think, something that motivates me. The other thing that motivates me is how you do that with people. So I'm a typical extrovert. I get my energy in the interaction with others. And that's also what I find energizing. You know? And we just had the Hanover Fair, you know, the, biggest, the world's biggest industry fair. And we had 500 Siemens people explaining our technology to the visitors with great examples around vertical farming and batteries. And you, you see how engaged people are in that. And then you think, yeah, a lot more is possible than we sometimes think. When I listen to you, I now understand why Siemens gave you this dual role. You get the energy from engaging with people and then you take it to really push the sustainability topic as well. So it's a very nice fit in your case. Judith, thank you so much. It was super inspiring and I wish you all the best for this big transformative journey that Siemens embarks on also on sustainability. Yeah, I think, I think this is where we all need success and, and good luck. Huh? <laughs> Absolutely. Thank, thank you so much, Judith. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks.